Hello, 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 and welcome to From Curved Horns. My name is Cody Craftifer. I'll be your host this evening. Tonight I have a special guest, Devin Kybe. Hello. About a friendship of 12 to 13 years that he's put up with my ass. Love him for that. Has it been that long? It has. Crazy to think about once you actually hear it out loud. You're like, wow, 12 years. So we are available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and we'll be on YouTube so you can see our beautiful faces. I think you just shortened the list. Did I? I think when you were the last episode with JB, you went like... I might have been throwing some out. <laughs> like, hey. I heart radio. I'm available uh, here and I'm not. Only fans. I <laughs> would put this podcast on only fans. <laughs> Let me tell you to his patreon <laughs> so i'm not you know have you dealt with patreon i started one and it went is it is it complicated not really not really uh basically what so what it is is you're gonna set up like your own little personal channel kind of or you play with discord any so the last time i was in a discord server it was almost like kick like it was a yeah. It was just a... It's somewhat like that where people can go and they can give you money, pay for, like, inside sales, behind-the-scenes footage if you have it. Pay for access to me. That's what it is. And it's also a way that if people really like your shit, they're going to help fund it. That way, your setups can get better. Help uh, buy better mics. So, uh, Better computer. Yeah. So I would definitely eventually in the future, I would like to have a setup to where I have at least three cameras. That way, you know, I've got the overview, which is what yeah. we have now. And then we could also have some setup to just like be zoomed in on our faces. That way I got to look all weird when I'm looking at you guys like this. I can look directly into the camera over here yeah. and they know I'm talking to them. But then that goes in another thing because if you don't recall our started our tried to start our own channel with stuff. I was sitting there trying to DM, but I had to keep looking over at the computer and like flip through, flip over to this scene. So get this camera angle, get this camera angle, get everybody over here. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is until I'm, you know, at a level where I can afford to have somebody hang out and yeah, do this for me, probably not the yeah, best. Probably. <laughs> That's fair. You're going to, you're going to want that somebody who can be over there and be like, all right, and here's a good transition to Cause I even thought about it. I was like, I'm going to get somebody who can sit off, who doesn't play with us. Right. Doesn't mind being there. They can sit here and go, okay, ready? Switch. All right. All right. They're talking. Let's switch to that camera now. All right. Now it's going to go to a full-fledged camera. There we go. I wonder, it makes me wonder how much like Joe Rogan pays Jamie just to be his sound guy. Because as far as I know, as far as I'm aware, it's literally just Joe and Jamie. Believe it or not. Never heard any podcasts really you were the first podcast that i actually listened to i'm you're so special. honored I'm you're special. special i appreciate the I, well, appreciate I guess the support. well unless you talk about like critical role their oh, that's fair. okay yeah all right well that's a four hour you know there and mind melt so i don't think we're going to be here for four hours especially <laughs> seeming as how we uh we have D D tonight yeah so, just to let you all know, that's what this episode's about. We're all about D&D &D today. That's what I'm always about. Uh, 
It's Devin's life. He loves Pretty it. Much. He lives it, eats and breathes it. So last night at work, I started asking people because I thought about it and I was like, we've been playing D&D for so many years now. Yeah. And you know almost everything there is to know about it. Like, I don't think there's ever a question that I've asked you that you've actually had to stop and say, I have to Google this. Like you, generally speaking, you know. Yeah. You might double check yourself, but you know the rule. Yeah, well, <laughs> going off of your intro video that you did, the intro podcast, episode one. Okay. The, the, the hardest episode. Yeah. I titled it. Uh, listening to it, like I said, I listened to it on the way here so I can get some points that I want to make across. Yeah. Uh, think of it like you playing guitar. Okay. Did you instantly pick it up and be like, I know how to play this? No. All right. Did you study it? Did you learn it? Did you try to figure out every way possible to... Make it to where you sound like an actual guitarist. I'd say someone who's at a professional level now, yeah, like yeah. you have to go through the process. There's always a learning curve. There's always, you know, like, I mean, even with this, there's a learning curve. Yeah. Like, same with D&D. If you don't take the time, your off time to pick up a book and read it, know everything. Oh, oh you calling me out? Is I'm that, calling you out. Is that, is that what like, this is? Uh, if you don't take the time to sit there and let's take a character for example, if you want to be a fighter, so you already have your class picked out, subclass, you're already playing through and, and like you stumble on stuff to where you're not prepared, take the time to be like, all right, this is what you could do. Let's read this. Let's read that. This is all the stuff and have that memorized. It's almost like school. Yeah. You study for that test. Yeah, you that gotta, test you is gotta that have, game. You, you got to have your equation tools. You have to know what equation to use to find your answers. Yeah. That's fair. So here's how I will explain this in a way that hopefully makes sense. The reason I don't is because I find myself using out-of-character knowledge, like my own personal knowledge, mm -hmm. too much. We'll see. All right. That's where... When it involves your character and what you can do, you're going to know that. As a character, you're not going to be like, all right, well, uh, if I do... I'm using player knowledge by knowing that if I do this attack with this, say, a, like a battle master, and for people who don't know what this stuff is, because there's going to be people, mm -hmm. look it up. Not that hard. Look it up? Yeah, look it up. It's... Easy. Type in Google D and D Fifth Edition Fighter Battlemaster. Okay. Uh, there's certain like things that they can do. Don't do it. Trying to joke. He's. It's uh, a cult. He's trying to get you in. Is their superiority dice that they can spend to do certain maneuvers? Okay. You're gonna know what those maneuvers are as your character. So you're gonna know them as your player. It's not player knowledge to be like, all right. So my turn's up next. If I use this maneuver coupled with this maneuver, then I might be able to bring down the baddie, make him prone for the next person who's going to be to get like advantage on the attack. You could just stab him with a stick. Yeah. So that's not player knowledge. Player knowledge is, 
oh, we're fighting a dragon. I know exactly what this dragon does. I know how much its, you know, hit points are. I know exactly how much this is, and I'm preparing for that. Okay. So, I that makes a lot of sense, actually. Like, yeah. now that, it, that you've explained it a little bit, that does make a lot of sense. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the reason I don't is because it's like, imagine you know most of the time I play characters that are from small towns. Mm -hmm. They you know they're not super important or not. Yeah. They're they were never fighters to begin with. They were never adventurers to begin with. Yeah. So for me, because it's like I'm not an adventurer. Sure, I might go out in the woods sometimes and hang out, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to come across a a. a gaggle of bandits out there that i have to fight with a stick listen when that day comes y'all be ready i'm gonna beat them to death but the reason i do that is because it's 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 an exp it's an exploration and i don't know what i'm capable of oh well, yeah that, as a character most of the time that's why you don't go ahead of the level that you are But I feel like out <laughs> out of character, you have to you kind of have to do that so you have a a path, a, well, you know, a pathway to say, hey, if I because that's where the build comes in that I was talking about. Yeah. You stack your character so fucking well. I. You want to know how I do it? By knowing. No, I don't. My characters start off as a backstory. Okay. And then from there, then I choose my class. Okay, and my race. So you don't you don't write your backstory to fit mm -mm. the character. You no, actually, I write the backstory, and then I fit the character like, hey, to this it. This is who I want to be. Yeah, I write my backstory. I I'm like, okay, well, take my character, Titus. Okay, your current character. Yeah, I'm not going to go into details of his backstory because we're still yeah tapping yeah. into that. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. You can't. I can't reveal all And I things. like to keep my shit secret. Yeah. I tried to get y'all to do that, but when it comes to, like, you and Blake, you're like, guess what my character's gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's all, we also do it horribly, like, in character, too, because it's, I feel like we don't, we don't keep enough close to the chest as a party. Like, everyone at the table, whereas I might have some secrets, mm -hmm. but for the most part... It's like everybody meets and they're like, oh, hey, here's my life story around right? this campfire, random stranger. Like, all right, take, take my character. It's how many times have we played this so far? Like three or four? Yeah, I think we've had about three sessions. And where some of, every, uh, some of the people's backstory stuff has started coming into play already. Mm -hmm. I just, last session, put a glimpse of mine. Right. And that's because my character at that moment was hanging on by a thread. Yeah. And was like, I'm too tired to do anything. Right. So, <laughs> I'm too so, tired to care right now what other people are going to think or say. Right. I do think that there's a level of, like, I really am impressed by your tenacity to keep in character and keep with that. But at the same time, you know, we don't know how long JB's mod's going to last yeah you well because like your mod we went what years years it was what a four year yeah a four year campaign all ruined 
nine years of work. Yeah, Blake. Uh, but you know, it's I I talked to JB about it because currently I'm writing our third one, so I'm right. building a brand new world. Mm. I don't know shit of what's going in that world. <laughs> Uh, but right now I have like the basis of, please tell me that you at least kept a record of these things. Oh, the old one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean like, please tell me that after we left, you at least took a little bit of notes so you could turn this into a book. No, I, I did not. I, I do not take notes. You should have. <laughs> Believe you, it or not. You, so that is my it, fault as a DM. I does Liz really, take, yeah, does oh she God. still have hers? Like, but does she still have hers oh, from yeah. that campaign? Dude, she still has all like four books of Iriana's. Oh wow! And she even told me she planned on writing a book about that. Yeah, you both should be doing that. And plus, that would be really interesting because you could have your book series, mm-hmm. her book series. She's, you know, you're doing it from the DM's perspective. Yeah. Whereas she's writing hers from her character's perspective. Oh. And I, it would be really neat if you guys did it separately. <laughs> And then people linked the fact that her character, her book, is the experience of your world book. That would be cool and all, but then when it comes to, like, if you, Blake, JB, pick it up and read it, I'm going to get yelled at. (laughs) How so? There is so much stuff that happened behind the scenes Okay. That forced a lot of hands. That forced everybody. Could when we play, y'all are like, "Well, you could railroad us. You can guide us in this." I do just subtly. That way, yeah. That way, it's not obvious. Yeah, that way you're not like, "Oh, okay, the big bad's actually doing this, so we we should go this way." Like looking back on it, everything that I did in our first campaign. All connected. And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't write down before we started playing. And as we're playing, it connects to a certain point. And I'm like, that works. Let's see how this plays out on this part that will might affect this over here. Yeah, that's the thing that I think a lot of us forget in the moment is that, you know, we're playing this situation. But from a DM's perspective, this situation is a drop in the bucket for what the whole rest of the world is doing yeah. in this fantasy game. Yeah, as, as a DM, uh, and I can't say it for all DMs, because everyone's different. Everyone? At least in my world, everything plays a part in something. So where y'all might go to this town and do something there, mm-hmm. say you managed to kill a bandit leader. Fuck that guy. But that bandit leader had a kid. And that kid is now... The new big bad. Knows, has seen your face. Like, where was he when you killed him? Did you go to the bandit's, like, place and kill him? Was the kid hiding in the closet? You don't know. You didn't check. Or you didn't roll high enough to check. You just opened a whole can of worms. Every action has a consequence in my game. So we always think, <laughs> so it's actually really funny because like I was thinking about that the other other day, how Blake's character went back to kill like it seemed like he was gonna kill the rest of that family. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, that's uh that's swinging. That's swinging a little evil. Well, 
And I, in uh, JB's so, campaign, it's all pre-written. So it might not have any effect. But now if... Well, no, I'm just talking about the fact that, like, he went back to... It seemed to me like he was going to kill off that whole family. Yeah. And I thought about that. And hearing you say, oh, well, you know, the son would have an effect. Mm -hmm. And I'm killing everyone now. <laughs> if I kill you, I'm killing you, your grandma, your grandma, your dog. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to, like, world building, I build the world. I put the towns in there. I put, like, what monsters will be in what areas. Mm -hmm. And I might start to move certain ties over to certain areas to create a conflict. But everything else is based off of what y'all do. So if y'all happen to go, like, okay. A brief glimpse into campaign three. Spoiler alert. I'm starting it off to where certain things are starting to happen. So they're already in motion when we enter. Yes, you're already in motion when you enter. Now, if those events start to take place and nobody picks up on what these events are, and then you're like, all right, let's go somewhere else. Those events are still happening. Right. So, for example, just, to, just so to put it in perspective for those listening... So let's say we all meet at a tavern in the first ep mm -hmm. in the first session, and what's Classic happening? D and D. So oh, <laughs> that's the way it is. That's the that's the that's it. So we all meet up at the tavern the first session. We're discussing why we're here, why we need to band together. You know, mm -hmm. there's this evil force the next town over. A big bad dragon took over. Yeah. And while we're in this tavern, a fire starts on the other end of town. Mm -hmm. So if we don't pick up on what the tavern goers are saying or the people running through the street when we walk out and we just head out to the new town the tavern won't be there when we come back possibly the whole town might not be the blaze might continue off and... that's a good example yeah. then okay uh let's put it like uh say random thought somebody is plotting to murder like the higher up of a town, so like the mayor or something. In today's day and age, that's pretty common. Well, and y'all, the all the signs are there out in the open. Like, all right, we hitched a ride with this person, and they were talking about how much they hate this guy and how something needs to be dealt by it. And then there was another guy that we caught on that said, well, soon something will be done. Mm. And then... You go there. I hope, you only you get, spend like, like, I hope the rest of the people that play D&D &D with us are paying attention to this podcast because I'm going to know who listened to this and who didn't because we need to really start paying attention. But also, <laughs> having said that, I also want to just take the time and be like, hey, you guys have yelled at me and Liz for extending interactions way too much. Yeah. Uh, so it, okay. is it, do I need to pay attention to these interactions? A lot of the interactions do, yes. Um... There is a lot of stuff that happens when you talk to an NPC, a non-player mm -hmm. character, for those who don't know. So we're going to use the terms PC, player character, NPC, non-player character. Right. BBEG, big bad evil guy, whatever. Um, there's certain times where y'all talk to NPCs. Those NPCs might know something and have some information that you will need to know. 
Now, other times, yeah, it could be some random person walking down the street, and you're like, hey, how do I get here? And they could just be rambling off. They're pointless. This is why I like when Liz takes notes. Because she'll come back and be like, fuck. All right, so... <laughs> But the only thing she does with her note-taking is she bases it off of her character. Right. So if it has nothing to do with her character, she's not taking notes. I disagree with that. I've watched her, because like I've pointed out, I've been like, make sure you get that. And it's, yeah. been, it's been on my backstory. Stuff in my backstory, she will take notes. Well, if her on. character is there, she's going to like actual take notes about, oh, right, this okay. person was talking right. to so you think that's about this. Do you think that's a way for her to keep the out of character and player knowledge yeah separated but she also doesn't use player knowledge yeah, she's, like she's really good about that like how you said uh you you like how i go into character and i try not to break character right i wish you guys would play sometimes uh i mean you can definitely tell when i'm in character though yeah but because uh, the first thing that does is it kicks on is the accent. Yeah, and I'm 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 talking like all the time. Uh, and here's some examples. And I'm sorry for those who do play with us. Nate, JB, Blake, Liz, you. I'm about to like upset some people. <laughs> okay. There's things that I enjoy that y'all do. Okay. And then there's things that I entirely. All right, so <laughs> why don't you tell us what the loathe entirely is? That way we can start working on that. I'm more of a serious person when it comes to playing. If you haven't noticed, like campaign one, mm -hmm. how serious it was. Right. We even trimmed the herd down to where it was no longer, let's talk out of character all the time. Let's always want to fight each other for something. Let's right. bring outside real world stuff into the world. And right. Sorry, Nate, you're really bad at this. Where he'll be like, yeah, I've heard of McDonald's once. He was a farmer. Yeah, stuff like that. It's, I really figured that we're not like live live, like a Twitch live. I figured that was somebody yelling at me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like, oh, no, they know. Um, but, and I'm, I'm more of the serious. So, like, the jokey characters, like, you and Blake. Okay. When it comes to the Jay and Silent Bob, like, bards or whatever it was. Why? Like, I, I want it to be a somewhat serious campaign. Granted, I enjoy comedy when it comes to stuff that your characters can do, but I don't want to make a joke of the whole game. Well, like, I the whole stipulations of a horny bard. Wants to fuck everything. I hate that with a passion. And every bard that ends up like that, I just want to neuter. <laughs> like, magically I mean, in the game, something happens. Pff, you're now a, a eunuch. No more dick. No more dick. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, is like, it's not necessarily that we want to have a joke for everything. It's yeah. not a thing where we're not taking it seriously. It's just, so if we was to do the Jay and Silent Bob thing, because you brought that example up, yeah. it's more so we're not exactly going to be Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I know. You could never do that. And it's also like when some of the characters, like, I'm a horrible DM. I set restrictions. All right, you could be these races or you could be these classes. You can't be any of these. Right. Because... In my worlds, 
if you're a lizard man, lizard men are considered evil things that if somebody sees one in a town, they're going to kill it. Right. Why would you want to be a lizard person in a campaign full of humans that's being looked at like every town you go to, you're getting murdered yeah. or attempted. I don't it, like the... It's going gonna, it's gonna to put a lot of strain on the party. Yeah, I don't like the, the beast races that are supposedly inherently evil um, being played, like orcs, bugbears, uh, lizard folk, goblins, stuff like that. I mean, why don't you just go ahead and take those stipulations off? Like, you have the power to do that in yeah. your own world. Um, you can say, hey, you know what? People aren't racist towards goblins anymore. Well, because sometimes there's a goblin village that you might go to that's been raiding this other town that is... Like, I can make it to where most of them don't like goblins. They could be some friendly goblins. But, like, the ones that are... You look up in the monster manual that says, Chaotic Evil. Yeah. There's no reason they're going to be a good guy. There's just, there's, there's no reason they're not going to, they're chaotic evil. They're going to want to try to destroy everything they can. All they need is a little kindness. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I started playing with the idea of how the drow, the dark elves yeah. are not inherently evil. So you might see in this new campaign, some drow walking around. Okay. Uh, especially after doing research on, I don't, or well, I think, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you could take the drow and say the world views them as evil, yeah. but they are not. Yeah. Um, because in reality, that's that's the reality of all these things. You know, to goblins, goblins aren't evil. To orcs, orcs aren't evil. Oh, I know. They're just, they're just trying to live their lives. And trying to live their lives, man. That's the best man. way they can do it. It's just, fuck but, that village over there. <laughs> they've got wheat, and we need it. But it's more of a... I don't know. It's it stems back to my what is it? Uh, Twenty one years of playing D anD. D. Like if you go to the original, there. I mean, you can always unlearn it. Yeah, if you go to the original, there's like only five races that you. Oh or, fuck! What were they? Then? The elf, elf, human, human minotaur. No, uh, the minotaur ori- wasn't the original. Like. Dungeons and Dragons, oh, when it first, first came out. Yeah, first edition. You could be a human, an elf, and technically it wasn't even considered an elf. It was considered a ranger at that time. A dwarf. And I think that's about fucking it. And then they slowly started adding more and more races to it. Yeah. Now you can be, you know... Anything. Mixed. Now, if you go you off be... of certain books and stuff, which... Is another reason why I feel like I'm a bad DM is I don't allow certain books, like the Magic the Gathering books for D and D. I don't like those, right? And they have races in there that have pe- blue people with four arms. You could be an elephant person and stuff like that. It's just some of that stuff is a little outrageous, in yeah. my opinion. You could be a four armed avatar, kinda. Uh, and you're keeping me from this, <laughs> and. Like, JB had a character concept about a Warforge. Like, at that set in, current setting of our campaign, there's no such thing as Warforges. Gotcha. So how are you going to bring a Warforge into it? Uh, it could have been the first. 
how was you created you that would be one elaborate backstory of how you got there and he said something about time travel and i'm like mm. eh, yeah the mm. time travel thing that's a <laughs> uh that's had a new element like that's had not just one but like multiple elements yeah like in this third campaign i i made it to where warforgers is a playable race right but there's a reason for that and you won't find that out until we start playing it gotcha which could be nine months from now could be could a be year three from years. now yeah Depends on how long this one with JB takes. Yeah. Or until he's like, yeah, I'm tired of being DM. Devin, it's back to you. Right. So I actually think JB wants to see it through. He seems excited every time we play. Yeah. Like, he's a lot looser than you are. Oh, yeah. But I also this think... This is his first time. I was a lot looser the first time I ever DM'd. Like, I... In the garage of that apartment. But, yeah, it's... With there, my one set of dice, my half elf ranger. Had, we all had one set of dice. I'm uh, having flashbacks. Uh, but it's and his his DM style is completely different than mine. It, you're gonna find different DM styles everywhere. And then if and when you ever do sit down and watch like Critical Role or something, mm. you'll notice that his DM style is a lot different. And I try to something like that because that's the kind of style i like i like being able to tell a story right and then have y'all a part of that story shaping it okay. instead of some like module book module like jb's running or like some of the other four that i have like this is your guidelines this is where you're going and this is everything that happens there is no in between i feel like those are like super railroaded yeah extremely railroaded now, you can take those and bend them a little bit, depending on what it is. Uh, I cannot sit through and like do a book module mm. because I hate putting it there and then being like, all right, this is where you're going. And then you as players be like, that's not where we're going. Let's go this way and be like, find chapter eight. Right. <laughs> you're fucking my day up. You're fucking my plan up. Like most of my stuff, I prepare for a bit and then I improv... I want to say 80% of it. I feel like you, you've really just poured your heart and soul into this. So what does it mean to you? It's a chance to have fun with friends. Uh, I play computer games with friends, but that is a different type of game than D&D. I enjoy being able to sit around a table, share a story with everybody, and see what y'all create. Like, it's not about every night I get done and I can care less if y'all are like, that was a great game. I can't believe we went through this. This world is awesome. But if your characters do something and you're excited that your characters do, that's what me and Liz at the end of the night are like, that was pretty. Okay. That, that's what I liked. There's a lot of stuff that y'all have done in the past games that we've played that I'm like completely dumbfounded and heartfelt and like I will remember this always. And then there's a lot of times that I'm like, I really just fucking kill it. I drop a meteor. Start a <laughs> got those meteor blast just to and got him on deck. Yeah, Blake calls me out every now and then. Like, oh, he's going too soft on us. We should have TPK. I have once or twice stopped it from happening. 
But then there are times where stuff happens that does stop it. And then those are the, the moments I don't get called out for stopping a TPK. Those are the moments that I stopped a TPK. <laughs> the moments that something happens within the game that stopped the TPK from happening. Those are the moments I was like, I'm killing everybody right now. Fuck this. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The it, dice it just never stops. do what you want them to do. No. So, I mean, for me, it's always been, I've always thought of D&D as an escape, a chance to be someone else. Yeah. And unfortunately, that also means that a lot of my desires end up being manifested in these characters, which you all have called me out for all the time. Be like, you know, you... There's, there's a lot of stuff. Um, well, there's a few things. But yeah, you're not the only one. Uh, noticed your buddy Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, every character wants to touch something. Like, oh, hey, this is cool. Oh, hey, this is cool. What are the ramifications if I touch this giant skull that has a sword coming out of it that looks like it's going to teeter into my face? Huh? You know what's really funny? Is he's like, <laughs> like, when I really think about it, he's like that in real life, but in a nonchalant way. Like, he just picks something up, and he's curious about it, he looks at it, and then he sets it down. But he's a hidden klepto in real life, and he brings the klepto into... <laughs> oh, no, he didn't steal anything. He puts it back down. But he just, he'll look at it, and then he'll set it down, and he just, eh. But if it's anything at all that's like, hey, this has bad vibes, he won't. He won't touch it at all. He'll be like, I ain't fucking touching that thing. It's cursed. It's got something, you know... So it's really funny to me that in character, it doesn't matter if it has a big sign above it that says, do not touch <laughs> crystal skull. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to poke that bitch. Yeah, like when we transitioned from the first campaign to the second campaign and I threw that hidden little, you know, Vecna eye and hand in there and he's like, I'm going for that. Like, why would you go for that? That was an out of out of character decision that he was just going to run with it with his character. Uh, so I think that's where I honestly think that's where Blake bleeds through in his characters is the, the need for power. Yeah. But, and I really hope that third one, he, I don't power. I want to see how well that plays out. Just want to see him do something I differently. I want to see something different. I want to see something different from everybody. I don't want the typical spellcasters. Um, like, oh, I've went studied, so now I know this. Here's all my spells. Or the typical I love the woods kind of druids. Or the full of rage barbarian that just wants to murder everything that's dumb. Another thing I hate about exceptions of D. Certain races and classes have that certain stereotypes. stereotype, like the horny bard, mm. the stupid barbarian, the edgelord rogues and warlocks. <laughs> and I like to turn things around. Like, I'll take a character, y'all met this character before, and this is a character I would love that if somebody ran a campaign kind of like mine... An off the wall role playing four year campaign mm -hmm. 
not a book module or anything I would love to bring into light because interesting. And I started with his backstory where he was a orphan living on the streets, managed to sneak into a attic in a, in a tavern that the only window and his door, kind of like Aladdin, uh, was okay. overlooking a magic, like a wizard university, Hogwarts. If yeah. And watched it. Dreamt about it. Dreamt about it, but the only way he could survive was stealing. So he was a rogue. Naturally. Yeah. And he's a multi-class, which not a lot of y'all multi-class. Because, and that gets, I, it gets complicated. It gets complicated. Uh, we learned that with Munin, with the Warlock switching to Wizard. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I don't necessarily think that that's... It, like, I don't think it's super complicated. I just think I'm dumb. You're not dumb. Uh, you just don't take the time to study that material. That's fair. That's very fair. Like if it was something like the podcast, like guitar playing, woodworking, you would know it because you, you try to learn it. Giving me too much credit. Uh, I just plug things in and like, oh, look, it started to work. D&D is based fully based off what you want as your character to do. Um, so like he was always looking over it and the only way he could survive is stealing food. Money to buy for food. Something like that. Or hiding. That way when the tavern owners come into the attic for any reason, he can hide all of his stuff. Safe. But he always dreamt of being able to do that. Being able to go to that school. Until he got old enough. And stole more stuff. Where went towards the school. Met a girl. Took her back to an inn. They did the dirty. That's right, folks. You can do the dirty in D&D. And, like, uh, it was just... Oh, she brought her books. She brought her, like, wand and stuff. Yank and run before she even wakes up. So he's now sitting here with books on how to be a wizard and learning spells and the components that he needs... So he's slowly learning. So for after level three of being a rogue, he's slowly learning to be a wizard himself. Gotcha. So all the stuff he's learning, he's taking up. And so I wish that there was something like I like. I really like that. I really like the the path and everything that goes along with that. But what I would really like to see is this. So you this character we're talking. We'll use this character as an example. Right. So. He grew up a rogue. That's the skill set he's got. I guess this would depend on backstory and that character's personal wants. So as a rogue, most rogues that live the lifestyle end up just leaning into it. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, you know, I've been stealing food for 15 years. It's time I stole a fucking golden throne. Yeah. So when he's looking across at this college and he says, hey, you know what? I would like to learn magic. I would like to learn magic. How much of that is I want to learn magic? And how much of that is how much would that magic help my craft? 
No. This, so what I'm saying is... So, yeah, you could take that and you could lean into the arcane trickster uh, font of the rogues, like, subclass. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at is... Now... How could you build, you know, these magical... Like, I guess I'm, what I'm asking is how do you learn a spell mm-hmm. as a non-spellcaster? Be like, hey... This particular spell, I know would help me with this thing that I do. Yeah. Can I learn just this spell? Well, like I was saying with the subclass of the Arcane Trickster, that is inherently a rogue learning magic help his craft. Now, in the form of my character, my character didn't want to be a rogue. He was tired of stealing. He was tired of the lifestyle. Gotcha. He wanted to seem how nice... Wizards across the wall had it. How lovely their lifestyle was. How warm and comfortable they was. He wanted that because he never had it. Gotcha. So he's thinking, this can help me build myself to be in that lifestyle. And he stole to do it. And he stole to do it. You know what that means, right? He stole to do it. He changed his name. And now he presents himself as this posh noble who knows this stuff. Are you kidding me? Is this who I think it is? Who do you think it is? It's the it's that one that always shows up. Edmund. No. It's not Edmund? It's not Edmund. Then it's the other one. with the, He's got that regal name. I can't remember. I can't fucking remember. Christopher James Alexander. There it is. Westmoreland III. That's why he always yes. had this wild ass shit. That's why he always had the best of the best equipment. Yep. Real name? Seamus. Should have never told me. Yeah. Because that's going to be burning in my brain next time he shows up. I'm going to be like. He's not going to show up. That world's gone. Oh, that, that's, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Thanks, Blake. But. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah. So. <coughs> that was. That was his whole thing. And. Ultimately, he ended up. Living a good lifestyle. And then learning from one of the most. Powerful. Mages that was in the town. Who owned multiple shops and started doing that to where he lived a comfortable lifestyle before the world went and changed. Was there ever a time that him and Edmund showed up at the same time? There was once. I thought so. Yep. It was a battle. Mm-hmm. That was the big battle. That, yep. was, that, that, was, was, the, that was the big battle. That was a rough one. But all my NPCs who usually help y'all and have some sort of power. They uh spellcaster, barbarian, ranger, anything, paladins, they all have a backstory to it. Right. And if y'all don't dive into that backstory or anything, you're not gonna know it. You're gonna be like To be fair though, that dude was he was kind of a cunt. He was. And so I don't know if we would have got the real backstory out of him anyway. There's a few times that his actual accent slipped over the other one that y'all nobody caught on. Yeah, y'all, no. probably, y'all probably thought it was just because I was having a lapse of trying to do so many voices. That's so. That's <laughs> one thing I will say. I think if you, it was a thing like we were dealing with that character all night, and you might have slipped a little bit or changed it, we would have caught on. But because there's so many nights where we deal with so many different NPCs that you have to switch between these voices yeah. back and forth, and sometimes have NPCs talking to each other, which mm-hmm. we love to make you do. Love that. Yeah. 
you know, watching you switch back and forth between these accents, sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes you... It does, and having to keep get up tripped on it. up. And, and I, one of the things I differ from other DMs, some DMs don't even do voices. I enjoy it because it brings more of a sense of you're in the world. Yeah. And plus it also, it definitely helps, you know, if you see, if someone calls across the table, hey, do you know what this is? What if you go, hey, you know what this is? You know, there's a there's the different inflection. You yeah, know that it, this person is now hey, in do you character. Know, do you know what this is? And you're pointing down, somebody, and you might have your book out, and somebody might be like, well, that's your, like, the spell or this ability that you can do. But if you're saying it in character, then you'd be, like, pointing at book, but you're actually meaning in character, hey, this is... Yeah. And I get it. Not everybody can do voices. Um, or... Anything like that. Nobody's... Perf- not, we're not professional voice actors. Uh, I would love to be one. But... You need to go for it, then. I, I have been told. Um, Stop being told and go for it. I, I just... I can't. Why can't you? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, so uh, hold, hold up. We're going to put a pause on the D&D for a minute. Someone said, hey, Cody, you should start a podcast. And that I was like, you know should what? be slapped because I you am sitting what? right here. Hey, yeah, and you're going to listen to what I have to say. And it wasn't. Two months later, I decided, okay, cool. Boom. And I did everything in my power to get this up and running. Because in my mind, I don't think I'm good enough. Okay, neither like, do I. Like, I can listen to myself on this recording, and yeah. I'm like, I sound like I've been hitting the head one too many times. Well, you have. Let's have. get that. Let's <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like, I think my voice sounds... Horrible. Anytime I'm recorded. So if I change it a little bit, where it's like something different, who's to say I still don't sound stupid? I think that that's. And then, granted, you've got to let that go because I, know. I didn't think I, I've always hated my voice. And that's been my number one compliment on this podcast. It's like, hey, not the, hey, you got this up and running quick, not the, hey, the video looks good. Not the hey, the audio sounds good. It's been, you have such a nice voice, Cody. Well, you do. And it, I do not. That is something that I never imagined would be a compliment coming my way. So. I do not. Like you Stop said, it. you said I sing good. I don't think I sing good. You do sing good. Uh, I sing, I'm in that voice acting type of singing. I can mimic like whoever I'm singing. Well, see, the thing is. is but if I try to sing without another voice. I sound horrible. At you're wrong. Um, and I, it's just that's my thing. To me, I sound horrible. I don't think I can get it. Now we have similar voices in the fact that, like, when we're, when we're speaking up here, our voices are nasally. Yeah. But when we let the bass drop. But then when I did a TikTok, I did like I have three on my thing. Okay. One of them was a voiceover challenge. In that moment, I sounded pretty cool. Yeah. But. And I've had people tell me, hey, sounds great. I literally was working one day and had a couple come in, uh, a mom and a kid come in. The kid instantly was like, I've seen you before. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, where? He goes, I seen your TikTok of the voiceover challenge, and I showed my dad. Like, okay. He goes, my dad's a voice actor. He said, you're really good. You should do it. I'm like, I don't. That I'm 
I and I thank you for the compliment. I, so that's you putting that's that's you putting a restraint on yourself. I know. I do that a lot with everything. Like there's somebody in the profession that is a voice actor saying, Hey, this guy's really good. Like, hey, you know, I'm glad that you showed this to me, son. This guy's good. He should try out. Yeah. You've been told Well, I've not only been told by like whoever, like dad's told me I was good. Y'all have told me while playing D and D, hey, the voice is Great, you know, yeah. distinguish characters, and I'm sitting here going, okay, yeah, but if I'm in a booth trying to be a anime character, that will actually turn out. But that's on another thing, completely off topic of what this podcast is about at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I know, you get off topic a listen, lot. I get <laughs> off topic because there is no like, there is no set rules here. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you and how bad of a character or player you are. You're right. I am a bad, Which, bad D&D you, player. Believe it or not, blow your mind. You're not. You are actually one of the best players I've had sit at the table. I just don't have... Because if you think about it, you don't know your stuff. You, you don't know the rules. You don't know your spells right off the rip. Not what the game is about. Right. What is the game itself? What kind of game is it? Story. It's a role-playing game. Yeah. You role-play. I fucking love to role-play. That is my... That's my shit. That's that my That is my jam. favorite part of it. Like, if I can just sit back most of the sessions and y'all are all role-playing and trying to pull some part of your story into it, those, that's if you've ever noticed me sitting there, I have a smile on my face. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Oh yeah. If we're in combat, I'm sitting here. Going, All right. Like yeah. you've noticed, you probably have noticed that I've started off like describing what's happening during these scenes. Yeah, you always put then, as much flair into the action or thing you're, you're describing as possible. But then after, if the battles start taking so long, I start to slow down on that, and I'm like, "All right, and now you rolled a hit. Good, you hit. All right, and now it's your turn. You, what are you doing? Okay, because that's the part of the game that not really appeals to me. I can care less about battles." Right. Because in the end of it, if you look back on first campaign, if you look back on second campaign, what are the most memorable parts? Do you remember killing Vecna at the very end or who got the final blow? Or do you remember what your character did with certain characters or certain NPCs? So I will say it's not necessarily the aspect of the battles. Like I remember this person did this or that person did that. Yeah. But I do remember the despair of my character not being able to help another character in battle. For some reason, those moments really stand out to me. Yeah. Because it's like. could be like a you thing. Like how I. I that yeah, that's might probably be, me. That might be uh, your mind being like, I'm not good enough to be able to help at this point. What, so what can I do? Flipping through no, pages. No, no, I mean, like, the drama of the fact, that, like, for when, I, for example, when I fell on one side of the staircase, the whole rest of the party fell on the other side of the yeah. staircase. There was no way I could get to them. None. Yeah. Even if I could have helped in that moment, this giant staircase is blocking us. Mm -hmm. So, in that moment, my character was actually like, uh, you know, what, 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 what can I do? Like, you know, the, the panic set in. And granted, I think 
real life Cody probably would have done the same. Like, oh shit, there's nothing I can do. But in those moments, and there was always those moments. They, that was just one example. Yeah. Those moments really stood out to me because it, it made time stand still in a way. Mm -hmm. Now you're just watching this horror unfold. Yeah. And your character would actually be watching this unfold. Right. Like, all right. Think back to campaign one, final battle with the big bad guy, Vecna. Mm -hmm. Cliche, yes, I know. There's been done Vecna as a big bad guy, but my favorite D dragons. Uh, how did that fight go? Who was all there? Who got the final kill? You know, there's been so many. Okay. I honestly don't. Uh, what happened between Barnaby and Ariana? Oh man! So Barnaby and Ariana, they were they had this real special bond and shit. Like they all, always came together. And the thing mm -hmm. is, is like Barnaby, like was like a mentor in a way. Yeah. And it was really cute. And I'll never forget, you know, old child. Like I can't do the voice. Yeah. But Blake nails that voice. So I remember those sweet moments that you're talking about. It's okay, just, I don't I don't well, necessarily always remember specifics. What was the final moment between Ariana and Barnab Barnaby? Oh, when he faded away? Yeah. You remember that? Hmm. Remember the battle? Nobody cares about the battle. No. And there's so many of the rules that go into the battles and what you need to learn right yeah, then and there. It's very mechanical. It's very clunky. Yeah, compared to... Which was actually a question, so... The best moments of, like, the role play aspect of it right you remember the conversation between barnaby and iriana and he's like oh child and it's going to be okay and yeah. makes her stab him mm -hmm. but you don't remember who stabbed vecna and killed him at the very end because who cares it's the role play moments that i enjoy more than the battle yeah that's fair and that's what makes you a great player is because you go into those role play moments wait a minute Barnaby's alive again. Barnaby is alive again. Hey! One uh, positive note! But, and that's what makes you a great player is because you go into those roleplay moments. You help make things memorable for that game as you're roleplaying and not, oh, well, I'm taking too long to figure out what spell I want to do at this battle. Well, that's the other thing is like I tried to explain over a while back is that, you know, we've got people running around because it goes around the table it goes in order of you know initiative and all that if i'm third in initiative that's two people before me that are going to change my action on both of those turns or i'm not going to select my let's say i'm going to hit somebody with a fireball mm -hmm. you know this is this is the spell that i've chosen i'm going to fireball this person okay so the person who went first Submerge them in water. They're now yeah. underwater. Oh, gonna get hit by that fireball though. Then the second person lifts them out of water and engulfs them in flame. Okay. And you say it appears their powers have been restored. Instantly, I'm gonna be like, oh, I shouldn't fucking do that. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, so it changes. So now I've got to flip through and find a new spell. Well, that's why. At the beginning, when it's go, you don't really look while you're third up, first person's going, second person's going. That's not when you pick your spells. Right. So after your turn is pick your spells. 
That way you might have three or four more people ahead of you till you'd be like, all right, I'm going to use Fireball next round. And if that's not the case, say, you know, the party surrounds them and I don't want to hit everybody. Here's one that could be used. Lightning Bolt could be a straight shot. They'll I have backups. Up. Yeah, I always have a backup plan. Like Liz does it. He'll be like, all right, I'm going to cast Fireball on this one. And if that doesn't work, or if I find out within the next few times he's immune to fire, I'm going to Blight. I have to go to the Blight. I fucking love Blight. Uh, so something's going to do damage. Now, if this isn't going to work on him, this should. This isn't going to work on him. Right. Plan A. And it's the same way with me. As the DM... <laughs> You really think a lot of my stuff that I had planned actually happens when it's like, all right, here's this person. I'm going to fireball the whole group while they're over here. By the time I go to do that, they're all going to rush me. And they're all spread out. They're all spread Nobody's out. Nobody's so, close to each other anymore. So, One's on a mountain. Yeah. How do you get up there? So what can I do in this situation? Or... When it comes to running multiple bad guys. Like I got to prepare for this one to go. At the same time I got to prepare for this one to go. And I have to prepare for this guy to do whatever he's going to do. Dude I remember at the beginning. Like at the very beginning. When it was just me, you, JB. And was it Zach? Yeah. In the garage. And you dump out 12 little. Marbles. Half marbles half rounds to represent these bad guys because back then we didn't have the minis. We only had a certain number of them. And I remember you would roll initiative for all 12 of those little fucking marbles. That was a mistake. And wow, man. (laughs) Like, you know, now I think you you just get smoother over the years. You're just like, hey, I've got 32 fucking bad guys on the field. Here's the big bad guy. He's got an initiative. And then I might split this group in half. And that's also so these sixteen do this, and these sixteen do that. Now, when we first started playing, like fourth edition, the, not be named. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird too, because like I, I was actually good at that one. Like I remember, I remember rules and things from that one, and I still bring them up all the time. And I'm, you're just like Cody, you can't fucking do that anymore. I'm like, well, that's the one that I learned. But it's the change between that one and this one. And at that point, I didn't know what I Like, I was always a player. Yeah, we were all babies back then. Because uh, I've been playing since I was 11, 12. I'd go to my neighbor's house, and they'd all be sitting there playing third edition. And that's where I learned to play. The good edition. Uh, And so I grew up playing, not really knowing what I'm doing. Because, again, that's probably another thing, how I am now as a DM, is that was more story than it was combat. So we got to do more, talk to each other's characters, learn about each other's characters, and there was less fighting until something happened where we... Now, going into 4th edition, first time DMing, and I'm sitting here going, what Right. I had a book. I had a player's handbook. That's it. Right. I didn't have a DM's book. So I didn't have the rules. I didn't know what can happen. A whole lot of Googling. So I went with it and just made stuff up as I go. I didn't know that you can roll one initiative for 32 people. 
I thought you had to roll for everybody. I was going off of like player stuff. You you have to roll your initiative for this character. All right, hey, I got thirty two characters. You wanna, I'm rolling initiative. You want to talk about waiting? Everybody talks about how long I take on my turn because like Jesus, Cody, just get it together. Like you weren't there when I had to sit through thirty two individual bad guys okay. and what they were doing. And honestly, that long. If you don't recall. We had a player yeah. that would take 10 minutes to try to figure out what they were doing, didn't roll the dice, have to add 2 plus 2 on a calculator, and then after that, figure out if that was the end. So it was almost a 15 to 20 minute turn just for one person, while the rest of us are sitting here, most of the time you were like going. <laughs> yeah, that was back before. That was back before I got my diagnosis. Yeah, that was back before, you know, we all started playing right and eventually we were like hey you're taking too long speed up hey you all right so don't come back yeah and there's certain it's players it's really unfortunate too when you have to tell somebody you know you got to it go. is but then there's also a sense of relief yeah or... i definitely think that a lot of like we got to have those boundaries you know D&D is uh supposed to be fun it's supposed to be a good time we're supposed to want to come back next yeah, in two and if, weeks if you have that one person that's able who making it not fun for everybody else yeah either you're going to tell that person they're not coming back right you definitely and i started getting to the point where i wasn't having fun because i was tired of arguments between players and hey i'm going to attack your player for no reason why it's what my character would do no, it's not. I hate that excuse. Don't know. That's not what your player would do. Character would do because you're, that's something you would do. You're just doing it because. So I do think that there, there is a little bit of legitimacy in that. And when I when I say that, so for example, you know, look at how many times Liz has checked people in the group. Yeah. She's like, if you do that, I'm going to consider it an evil act. Yeah. And I have to fuck you up after that. Mm-hmm. Now, that is something her character would do. Right. But if you're saying, I'm going to hit you just because you're taking too long picking this lock, right. so I'm going to cut your hand off, and then I'm going to break open this door if you don't take, like, the next seconds to do it. Right. Because that's what my character would do. A lawfully good aligned paladin. That's what my character... No, it's not. Your character would not. Your character would actually stop you're breaking and entering. That's against the ball. <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, <coughs> but And if someone lives there, you know, it's no longer breaking and entering. Now it's aggravated burglary. And then if you fight that person, that's murder. As long as it's not... Well, what is it? What is it called when you plan it beforehand? What is that called? Um, but so you got all this knowledge on D and D. Yeah, oh, I have used premeditated. premeditated. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> and that's not fun for me. That's not fun for anybody. Right. Like there's times where I'll be like, okay, we're gonna have a battle royale. Your characters are all fighting against each other. That's a pre-planned thing though, and that's also like a separate character sheet. Yeah. You know, that's something that's, that you don't want to mess with your own. You don't want to mess anything up that you got going on right now. So you say, you know, 
play as you are, but... Yeah, and y'all have found firsthand last game what happens when you get pushed too far to something that your character wouldn't do and alignments shift. And I have made it perfectly clear. Once your character gets to Chaotic Evil, you're now an NPC. So technically speaking, I think <laughs> my character in this campaign that we're running uh, with JB, the the deity that I follow is chaotic evil. Yeah, but that doesn't mean your character has to be chaotic evil. Like, Satanism. People believe Satan's chaotic evil, right? Okay. Evil person. If you follow Satanism, are you evil? People believe witchcraft is evil. Does that make you evil? That's just the view of somebody at that moment. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you are inherently an evil person who's going to go around and murder people because you believe in something that is. Right. Kind of like when you've got a really good voice. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I'll bring it back. So I did have some questions. So when I was gearing up for this episode, I thought about it and I was like, me and you are both experienced with this. You have a lot more knowledge than I do. So that's because I, on my free time, I, what I sit down and do, right? Like I have shelves full of books, mm-hmm. like and to minis pre- to prepare for writing a campaign. I do research, right? Like there's stuff that y'all don't know that I know because I have. All right, well, this god is the god of this. I got out how this fits in. All right, what person do? Why do people follow this person? So I thought about I thought about that, and I was like. Coming into this episode, me and you both have a, a really strong base knowledge of this, and you have a lot of expertise. So I was like, what do people who don't play D&D want to know? That's why you ask people. Yeah, so I asked some people at work, and there are some questions that they have. Okay. One of the first questions was, "Is I'm gonna, am I going to know how to play D&D after this episode? No. I was like, no. no. I was like, I'm going to answer uh, that right now, no. And I, so most of these questions I was actually able to answer, but I went ahead and wrote them down. And wanted to ask you, that way people could see an answer. So they want to know, can they drink while they play? Yes. Drink while you play. There's been multiple times where, I think, not you, but Blake has brought beer over. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few other people have brought drinks over. I have drank. This is drink during it. Now, if you get to the point where you're belligerent, mm-hmm. then no. Because it's happened. A lot. We're not going to touch on that too much. But it gets irritating to a certain point for the people who don't drink. Like, I yeah. barely drink. Like, I might like have I feel a, like if you've got a good buzz going, it's not that big of a deal. If I, might, if, if I might drink, like, one beer every four. I think, I think it a, also... If I had a bottle of honeymead, though, I would, like, seriously. Yeah, I also think that you should check in with your DM beforehand so for example if, if there's a night where it's going to be hey you're going to be in a fight all yeah. night i'm not going to drink that night and i need to know right but if they're like hey tonight's remember you were on your way to the big ball yeah and you're all having a great time with the king yeah fucking drink this La- night's gonna know? be at a tavern let's make this authentic yes that's so. <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying but is uh, you can drink as long as you don't drink to the point where you belligerent else 
Okay. Uh, they also wanted to know how long a game lasts. Now, I told them it really depends on the group that you're with. Mm-hmm. And like I told them we ran a, f- a five-year campaign. Yeah. And it blew their minds. They're like, what? Like, yeah. So what do you feel is a good starting point area for sessions? An hour to two hours. An hour to two hours. Because, of course, if you're new, it's going to take you time to learn everything. Uh, if your DM is new, it's going to take them time to learn it. Like I said, back to those module books. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that it should be every week? Or every two weeks or once a month? How do you... We'll see that. Because the thing is, is like one to, one to two hours, that's a short period of time for yeah. us now. Yeah, that, that varies depending on your group, depending on your schedules, actually. Yeah, that's... We have such a hard time yeah. uh, getting everybody scheduled to the same time. And then you have these people flake out and be like, oh, well, I'm going out of state that day. Mm-hmm. I'll be in Tennessee. You're right. Stuff like that. And uh, the rest of us are like, well, we wanted to. In a perfect world, in a perfect setting, like for us, I would love to play every week a four-hour session. Mm -hmm. Because you can get stuff done within the four-hour session. Or you don't. (laughs) Yeah, just to make this clear, we spent eight hours shopping one time. There was was one session, it was like an all-day thing, and we spent the entire time selling our goods buying new goods, repairing our spells, getting things wrapped up. Like it was like going to the mall, grocery shopping and clothing shopping <laughs> all in one day. If you've ever had one of those days, that's what it was like. Now it was needed. We definitely needed that. Mm-hmm. But fuck, man. But that's the time where the role play comes in to make that more enjoyable by role playing. Role playing it. Now Oh, you're going to haggle me over two gold. Get out of my shop. One to two hours. Enough on a quick little session. If that's the way I would prefer. That's the one. Probably do week. More than once a week. Your schedule is still More than once a week? Yeah. Like if every... That's blasphemy. You uh, think people can just play D&D whenever? Oh no! I'm just saying, if you can, if your schedule's aligned to where you, you know you can play Tuesdays and Thursdays, okay, play Tuesdays and Thursdays for an hour to two hours, you can get more done because that week that you played, that's now a four-hour session. Mm. Where we play bi-weekly, and our sessions are four, five, maybe longer, depending on how things go. Yeah. There's been me plenty of you, times, plenty of times where we've ran into the six, seven hour mark. Me and you, we played what twelve hours once. Yeah, that was uh, a while. We but, started at seven o'clock at night, and then at seven o'clock in the morning, when the sun was coming up, we're like, "Only kill that guy." Yeah, that. But those uh, are also the days of thirty-two individual half rounds on the on the map. No, like, that was getting into fifth edition. That was with Jeremy at Jesse's garage. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, with his, her cousins. And we've had multiple 12-hour sessions, though. We've had quite a few. Um, Don't have to play that. I would say, think of it like a video game. How long are you going to play a video game for? I mean, you really should 
you, you got to check yourself on that because people be playing video games mm -hmm. six hours plus all the time. Yeah. And if you have a good enough group where you want to play six hours plus, play six hours plus. That could, that's very true. Like As long as it's stimulating the whole time. Yeah, as long as it's something now, that's enjoyable the whole moments, time. But... Now, if you're just dragging ass the whole time. Yeah, it's time to wrap up. Go home, guys. We're over here trying to get this done while the horny bard's in the brothel trying to get his shit You're done. You're picking on this horny bard too much, <laughs> but I feel like you got something to say. But, I feel like you got something to say. You're not saying it. No, it's just... Then, you know, it's not fun for these people while this person's doing something. So why are we going to spend six hours going over this person in this brothel while we're trying to get shit done? Because sometimes you just need to fuck, okay? <laughs> Even if that is in your fantasy game. That's why I take it to that point of, all right, you're doing this. Yeah. We're going to go over here. Right. So I was also asked, do you build your own character? Like, do you make yourself up? And do you give yourself, does it have to be a crazy name or can you just use James? Uh... Give me just a second. Yeah, go ahead. And we are back. Sorry about that. My dog likes to freak out sometimes. He uh, takes too long to go outside. He had to use the bathroom. Body. So we were talking about whether or not you can design your own character, and does it have to be a wild name? Yeah. So, yes, definitely design your own character. We have done it how many times? Yeah. Uh, me personally, I have maybe over a thousand. Uh <laughs> Excuse me, what did you just say to me? I have pretty much over a thousand because you also have to think I create a world full of people and not all of these people are just mundane people walk around, so they're characters. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and like you said, every NPC has his own backstory. Yeah. Uh, now, creating characters, you don't have to. They have pre-written characters and some... Like, uh, the easiest way... Starter kit for D and D. If you're looking to get into it, pick one up. And there's pre-generated characters. Have names, have attributes, have a tiny backstory with them. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you could easily just pick one of those up and be like, "Oh, I'm Agus Fallborn, the dwarven cleric." I think my next character's name is just gonna be Derek. Now, uh... <laughs> just now. Derek of just Derek. I don't come from nowhere. Funny names, you don't have to. Now, if you want it to fit your character more, yeah. Like, you're not going to have a dragonborn named Steve. Uh, you might. You don't know. What if it's a dragonborn that grew up in the human world? Never know. Uh, it just also depends on the setting of the world, I guess. If you're going more ancient English type. Hmm. So that's, yeah, that's actually a good thing English. I think we should bring up is the fact that, you know, it, it, depending on what the world is and depending on the party and all that. So, for example, like the campaign that we're running now with JB, it's set in ancient Greece times, mm -hmm. an ancient Greece feel. Yeah, so, like me personally, I went with an ancient Greece name because yeah. I'm from this world. Right. Uh, I'm not going to have Bill. Bill's not going to be in ancient Greece. Etu Bill. <laughs> Etu Bill. But yeah, it's not going to be, you know, hi. 
My name's Derek. I live in ancient Greece. Well, funny enough, when we was doing Blake's little campaign, which, by the way, we won another session of that, Blake, just to let you know. Um, like, that was that was really funny just to be, because we played, it was a campaign that was set in a high school. Yeah, but know? we were off the wall ca- er, things. I got to be my emo self again. Like, it was it was cool. But it's just, it's just what you want to create as you're creating it. Um, and it also depends on your DM, your campaign setting. Because uh, if you want to be a dragonborn named Bill, set in an ancient Greece period that never seen a dragonborn and doesn't have the name Bill, run around... I think it'll work to try to create, come up with something creative. Yeah, I feel like that actually kind of goes more in line with what you were talking about when you're trying to play an evil race character. Yeah. You know, you walk in as a dragonborn named Bill, and they're going to be like, the fuck is this lizard person? The fuck and they're going to attack him. Yeah. Um, like, why does everybody smack me? Like, uh, when we started little JB's campaign, uh, my character is from a town who was, most of them, defend against. Oh, and just to clarify, so when we're talking about campaigns, we're talking about games. Yeah. So when I say campaign one lasted for four years, I'm talking about that was one game. That was the same game that was every two weeks for so many hours each two weeks. And we just continued that story for four years, four to five years. Think of it as a TV show. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's season one, season two, but we just call them campaigns. Yeah, the campaign is the entire show. Each game we play is an episode. So, like, take Friends. How long did Friends last? Too long. All right. We were the characters in Friends. Yeah. Each episode, playing the game, each session. But each campaign, you're a new new character. Yeah. So it's a new cast, a new so, crew. Campaign one, like, no friends. It lasted almost as long. Yeah. Campaign two, Supernatural. We are different cast, different characters, totally different world. Plotline world. Yeah. Yeah. Baby's campaign, we're now Spartacus. That's right. <laughs> uh, completely different people, completely different. Now, you can probably... Do it to where campaign one, you're these characters. It takes four years to get to a certain point. Campaign two, you're the same character. Something totally different now. Mm. Just up to how ever you want to write it. Not to get off topic, but so each there's different classes that you know, there's the ranger, there's the barbarian, there's the rogue, there's the wizard, warlock, there's all these different mm-hmm. r- classes. Which is <laughs> When you break it down, a class is basically your job. Like, it's just what you are. Yeah. Um, have they added a witch class yet? No. Or have they just kind of um, assumed that's more like a warlock? That's more like a warlock, I guess. Okay. Uh, now, there are homebrew classes. And for the people who don't know what homebrew is, homebrew is stuff that people make up at home. Mm-hmm. And they put on the internet for anybody else to try. Now, some of those can be... <laughs> A little overpowered. Yeah, uh, you can be at level ones, one, casting level nine spells. Yeah, the most of the uh, ones that I've seen that get attention are super OP. Yeah. 
And then there are some that are balanced. They're just like, oh, well, I'm this race, so I was naturally born with this ability to cast a level nine fireball. Yeah. And then there, there are some that are balanced. And then it also helps to where, like, if you come up to me with, um, like, Barnaby was a shaman. There are mm -hmm. some things that shamans were OP on. Like, came up to me, I'd be the shaman. I'm like, look at it. Let me see if it's balanced. And if it's not, we could change something about it. Yeah, we can tweak. Yeah, like uh, Iriana. I created a whole new subclass of druid for her character to fit her backstory, fit her, her character. Yeah, that was wild. And that took a while to balance that out. Yeah. I can definitely tell that. Like, looking back on it now, there were times where she was way overpowered and then there was other areas where she was way underpowered yeah so i so, had to go but as it went on it became more well-rounded yeah and you did it, a phenomenal job with that and everybody does it to like there are some like the gunslinger that matthew mercer created for critical role people started playing it and he was like bit overpowered let's dumb it down some yeah and then he created version 2.0 and then there was even more people like still a little overpowered so Point five. There's so many revisions of how to dumb it down to make it more balanced. So as a DM, someone could come to you and say, hey, I want to play a gunslinger. And you say, hey, you're only allowed to play version 2.5. Yeah. So there was there was that with last campaign because I was an artificer. An artificer was still... Yeah, artificer was one of those that it was went being from uh, Unearthed Arcana, which is D&D's homebrew test run. Yeah. So they put stuff out there that for people to play, to test run it, and then give feedback on, is it overpowered? Is it underpowered? What do we need to tweak it? Right. And then we found a revision of it, mm -hmm. and it was still in the works. And then they finally came out with a book that actually had the artificial in it. So we had to change quite a few things. Yeah, as we went. As we were playing, because it changed as we went. It was also really, so there for a minute, I had both the first and second version. It was a little complicated going back and forth and mm -hmm. choosing, trying to choose which ones fit better. Because we had, at one point in time, we had a, a, like a mesh of the first and second yeah. version until the book came out. And, and it made things a lot more clear kind of like and concise. like what we did with Munin as well, because they really didn't know how to multi-class. Yeah. Uh, when multi -class it comes to Spang, or spellcasters, spell uh, so we're like, all right, so you this class but you have now all these spell slots that yeah you never had before you went from having two to having eight all right let's this isn't working yeah let's scrub one of them which one do you want? yeah <laughs> now what fits your character <laughs> how do we scrub it was really weird with munin because particularly like if you look at it from an objective standpoint he was a warlock yeah it was how warlocks get their power is, you know, they have a, a deity that's a patron that gives them power. And versus wizards are, Learning. I've learned this magic through years of school and magic, yep. things like that, you know. But then we, we, we twisted it to where you were given it to where now you have this knowledge and where you're learning this as we would. Right. That's how we kind of melted away from warlock into Yeah. Now there are some people who are very good at multi-classing uh, and can play two different spellcasters and be like, all right, well, this, my warlock only gets these spell slots but has all these spells, and this is a cleric that has all these spell slots and all these spells. I can't use these spell slots. It gets into 
stuff. Yeah. That is one of those. You're going to have to sit down. You're going to have to read. You're going to have to read through Burn everything. it all. Yeah. So, in summation of all of this wealth of knowledge and all of our ramblings here, what would you? What advice would you give to somebody who's interested in playing D and D? Pick up a book. Pick up a book. Pick up a book. Read it. Maybe a starter kit. Starter kit. If you have the friends to play, uh, find people who can play. Yeah, uh, I know. We have one game shop here in this town uh, yeah. that they run campaigns every now and then. Um, Is that uh, total gaming experience? The total gaming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, might fit in, you might not. Uh, I don't know how well they are with new players. Yeah, don't be afraid to open up and say, hey, you know, I'd really like to play. I'm new. Let's give this a shot. And don't be afraid to also be new together. Yeah. Learn and grow together. There's a, The D&D community as a whole, very understanding. Very supportive. Very yeah. supportive. There are some who are not. Yeah. I find uh, that most of those, though, are either... 100% brand new players who think they know everything or they're the super old heads that were from first and second edition. Yeah, that won't even bother to learn the newer. Yeah, and they're still playing the old school stuff. Yeah. Uh, which that was designed to kill you, not tell a story. <laughs> it was. Uh, there, there was no surviving a, a first edition or advanced D&D game. There, really? Yeah, you did not make it to level 20. Barely made it to level five. Those are one of those. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the name Dungeons and Dragons uh, had a question about what is. It's a role playing game. Uh, there is some math involved. If you're not good at it, better, but be quick. Yeah. Don't be like uh, five plus four. Also, equal. don't be afraid to write down things. As, as much as you can write down that it's going to help you do it. So, for example, I always have trouble finding my, you know, so what modifiers go with what spells and things like that. And when highlighters I'm talking are your about, best friends. Yeah, highlighters are great. When I'm talking about a modifier, I'm talking about, say, oh, well, you know, this action, which in, in your turns, like during combat, in your turns, you have, you have an action phase, which is where you do what you're going to do, whether it be cast a spell or punch someone. Or hit someone with a spear, whatever that is. You have a big action. You have your movement phase, which is however much your character can move. So if you can move 30 feet in six seconds, you can move 30 feet in six seconds. If you can jump 10 feet, uh, jump a 10 foot gap, that's going to take all your movement, but you might be able to jump that 10 foot gap. And then you have your bonus action, which is a small portion, which is, hey, I'm going to quickly drown this potion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to quickly uh, smack someone with a healing thing, lay on hands, whatever it may be. Um, oh, shit, I lost where I was. There, there are certain... And again, that goes back to reading the chapters. Your action, this bonus action, movement speed, steps. Right. Uh, it's just simple rule. Now, again, you like I don't know... It, you don't need to know the rules. You just the basics with player's handbook. Mm -hmm. As a DM, it's my job to know everything. Yeah. Um, and that's where the dungeon master guide comes into play, which is a lot thicker. 
But not only do I need to know the player's handbook, I need to know the dungeon master guide, and I need to know monster manual, like what all these monsters can do, which I forget quite often when to use certain abilities of creatures. That's where it was. So that's where the <laughs> highlighter comes in. So yeah, that's where the highlighting comes in. Because so for example, if I'm, if let's say I'm trying to smack somebody on my action phase, I'm trying to smack them. So that's how dexterous I am. Okay. So you, I have a dexterity because they go by points. They say, oh, your 10 is an average person's dexterous ability. So if I've got a, if I've got a 13, so I'm just slightly above average on my dexterity. So I would add my modifier from my dexterity to my roll. So the, the way it works is I roll a 16. Say I've got a dexterity of what 12 is what? Plus one. So yeah, so I rolled a 13. I get my plus one. So now my roll is 14. And that'll go against somebody's armor class or what they call AC, which is literally just how tough they are or, you know. But their armor they're wearing. Armor they're wearing, things like that. So that's the way the highlighters and writing down information beside little parts of information really Which help out. The character sheet. Yeah. A, the, the character sheet's actually very, it's very, it's built in a way that you can look real quick. And be well, like, oh, this is what this is. The original character sheet that comes with like the player's handbook kind of all over the place. Is it? Um, so the ones that we have are ones that you've done. The ones that I have, the, I found on a website. That just make things and easier. somebody created them, and he put down, like, strength. This is what the skills for that is. Uh, dexterity, this is what the skills for that are. In these little columns, not, uh, like, there's alphabetical order. So, your acrobatics goes off your dexterity but your dexterity mods here and your acrobatics yeah because i remember one character sheet you had it had both it had both you know like your strength score plus all the attributes that go with that and then on the on beside it, it had a whole list of all the attributes i remember that one that one was a little wild but then this person like <laughs> hooked the character sheet and just made it simpler and it's i i personally that one the most where he puts it up on this website for free, but who wants it? I have paid this man quite a bit of money. Yeah, because I support that's my favorite character sheet. I'm gonna like, yeah, fuck you for putting all your hard work into this. That's something else that I would say about the D and D community is people are ex so as expensive as some things are. Like the miniatures for D and D can get quite expensive. The maps, the, you know, little, oh, well, you want a mountain, you want trees for your map, you got, you know, those are get expensive. But when it comes to the actual information for D&D, it's widespread. People have no problem sharing it. Mm -hmm. It's it's an you can all find inclusive a, community. You can find a Facebook group very simply. Like, hey, I have a question. How do I do this? And you will have, like, hundreds of comments. Yeah. On how you should. People now, you love sharing have, their knowledge about that. You will have trolls. Yeah, that there's too. There's trolls within everything. Like I said, the, it's very the community is very inclusive. There are people, though, that are not. Yeah, well... Those are the people you're like, I don't, I'm not taking advice from you. Yeah. Um, You've always got those assholes. It's actually really funny. So I'm a moderator for one of my friends on TikTok, and she has a lot of people that are in her lives all the time. 
and she always gets that same question where are you from what city do you live in that's tell like your feet. nobody yeah that too <laughs> nobody's going to tell the, you on live where they live because everyone's trying to be safe they're trying to keep their life safe yeah so anytime someone asks that because it gets asked over and over and over in the same live sometimes one right after the other where are you where are you from what city you live in ASL. like back to back ASL. ASL. i've started responding to all these comments or all these questions in the chat with the fey wild the fey wild <laughs> she lives in the fey wild and she knows what it is the other moderators know what it is because the other moderators play dnd too yeah and Every time like, they lose their shit, they're like, you are so quick with that. I can't even get a word in to tell them not to, you know, ask that. But it's. I know that's off topic. I'm no, sorry. It, it is because you have these trolls uh, and people will call out these trolls. You're like, that, no, that's really not how it works. You don't don't do that. And Jameson's being an ass. Um, If you want to learn a lot, pick up a book. All right. Uh, if you. That's the quickest, best way to learn how to play. And then find a group of friends. Uh, you don't even have to find a group of friends. Man. I'm on this Facebook group. Like Ohio Dungeons and Dragons. There's people on there all the time. Like, hey, I'm looking for play. Hey, join my Discord. Play D&D. Night out of the week. I just seen one. Somebody wanted to play. Was looking for two players. Monday at 5 o'clock on Discord. Yeah. As long as you got a computer and a mic or something or a phone. Or yeah, something. that's the other thing. Like, you can do a lot with, like, just a camera, a mic, um, some dice, and a table. Like, my very first episode, that would have been a perfect setup for, like, a Zoom call D&D session. Yeah. Because I could have sat there with my character sheet and played. And most of the time when it comes to online things like that, some, some people even get, well, for the most part, most of them are all role play or, like, they'll describe a situation this is where you're at in terms of on the battlefield, you're about 20 feet away from the bad guy. But some of them get so elaborate that I've seen them actually pull up a, Maps. a map yeah, on a second camera. There's websites like Roll20 uh, is kind of a Discord for D&D or in their room. Your type where you can talk and have your camera out there. But there's a map that's up there that shows placements and, like you would be sitting at an actual table. I didn't know that Roll20 did that. That's really cool. Um, when we started Campaign 1, when it was me, JB, Jeremy, and Liz, we JB's house and pulled it up on the big TV, and I was pointing. This is before I created maps or anything. I was like, all right, this is where you guys are. This is uh, where yeah, these are. Let's. I do remember that. Um, you don't have to go full-fledged into it. I take it a little too far. That's something that I do. I find something that I love, I will dive deep in. He's such a liar. He wants you to be part of the cult. Um, Join us. Uh, it's Well, you don't have to dive nearly as far as I do. That's fair. I mean... I have shelves of books, miniatures, dice. Uh, there are maps that I have personally went to Lowe's, bought foam and created that I have shoved in closets because I yeah. can't bear to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you and Liz have done a phenomenal <laughs> job at creating maps, like with the, the trees, the paper mache hills, the Yeah, you don't, have, foam, you don't have to have minis. That with JB's game. We don't have minis. We don't have a map. We mm -hmm. go by theater of the mind. Yeah, buddy. There are some people who could do it really well. There are some people who can't. I'm one of those people who can't. 
Can't. Doing it. Yeah, I can't. Like, that's why I'm always asking, well, where am I? How, how far away am I from this person? Can I make it to that? Like, I, I need to see that physical representation of this is where I'm at. This is how I get there. This is the I can make. This is where everybody else is. Mm. Um, that's why I create maps. Even if it's like early game, go to Office Max, grab that big gridded uh, post-it note and draw one by yeah. hand. And it doesn't have to be like fancy drawings. It's like straight lines. Here's a circle. Yeah, how many times did we, you know, we went and got a big piece of paper and then just drew the one-inch squares by uh, hand with pencil. Yeah, dry erase board. Just yeah, I remember that those. on there so much dry erase it rubs it off. You're like, go back over it. Yep. But it's you don't have to dive too deep into it to where you're spending Dwarven Forge money, which Dwarven Forge is a. Uh, a phenomenal company, it's however. It's a phenomenal company, and I would love to own it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would love to have shelves of Dwarven Forge where I can just grab this map and put it together, and there it is. You can see it. it's all 3D. I don't have to spend days, hours, weeks, like, carving trees out of toilet paper rolls because there's a tree. There's a mountain. There's this. I think there's a, there's a certain amount of love in that, though. There is, but then there's also that certain amount of, oh, my God, so my hand is cramping. I'm going to pass this over to Liz, and she's going to do the rest of it. <laughs> I want you to, <coughs> I want you to enjoy that moment, Liz, because I don't think that we'll ever get him to admit it again. Uh, but you don't have to spend thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. You buy a five dollar pair of dice or thing of dice, and you buy a book. Because mm -hmm. now, you, well, the books aren't go, super expensive either. They're like what, forty bucks? They're forty, but you can used to be able to go online and download the books yeah the website they had got taken down so you can i mean you might be able to find one yeah but you go on uh turn off a character sheet all you gotta do is type in google images you know 5e character sheet and pfft, they pop up yeah um one off there you go there's your character sheet roll your dice uh ask your dm how to come up with your stats because he's different um, if you want to be the DM, you don't have to delve as deep as I do and create a world. There's plenty of books that will run you through certain scenarios. Hell, you can copy Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, or well, a lot of people Harry also Potter. a lot of people don't know that Lord of the Rings was a D and D campaign. Like um, that's where that came from. A lot that and a lot of well, I don't know. I think Lord of the Rings came first. Really? Yeah, I think Lord of the Rings came first, and then creators of D &D was like, "Yo, were big fans of it." So they're like, "Create some fantasy game kind of like this." I'm glad you corrected me on that. Uh, but there are TV shows now and stuff that have stemmed from D and D games. Uh, take Critical Role. It started off a bunch of people at a table bunch of famous voice actors and I'm not sponsored and we're yep. not telling you to you know go out and like bombard them and be like hey i heard this on this podcast i should come check you out it's well by all means do that if you're interested uh, in dnd check out critical role check out the early days and also watch the movie if you can find it the gamers yeah darkness rising uh that's on YouTube? 
That's yeah, it's very easy to find. Phenomenal. But I'll say, if you want to go check out Critical Role, watch them. If you sit for four hours and listen to these people play this game, we'll honestly be able to sit and play a four-hour session. Yeah, I think that if you was to watch, you just watch it a little bit, being brand new, you would at least get a feel for how it it should go because there's not not never necessarily a set thing but for example they introduce their characters the way they introduce their characters the way they play their characters the way they play their characters they also go over rules and stuff of how like they they've been playing as long as i have or longer and there's times where they're even like can i do this and let me check the book no you can't yes you can stuff like that but that's also a guy. It can be a guide of a sense of how to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I learned fifth. Started watching. Started playing fifth edition. It sounds cool. Pick up a few books, learn it, read it. Yep. Um, and not get back to what I was saying. Like there are shows that stem off of Dungeons and Dragons, Critical Role. They did a Kickstarter. Now they're making a animated TV show of their first campaign. Now, luckily, their whole first campaign was recorded. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about notes or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but they're doing that. There has been, you've seen it on Stranger Things. D&D has been on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been on the Big Bang Theory. Uh, it's My Little Pony, believe it or not, has done a D&D episode. My Little Pony. My Little Pony, yeah. They, the girls, my kids... Watched that and they were like, "Oh my God, Dad is D and D." That's amazing. Uh, and now there's a My Little Pony D and D game. So I don't. So one thing that always really I love is when you find out a celebrity mm-hmm. plays D and D that has like Vin Diesel. Vin, yes. Vin Diesel loves D and D. He is a big D and D nerd. He had one Would of his never have guessed that one of his birthday cakes was of the D and D books, the third edition books stacked up. That's cool. Uh, Joe Maganello. You mm-hmm. never would have thought he played. He plays D and D. Terry Crews. Um, the, speaking of uh, Manganello, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite little memes of all time. There's this dude. He's he's got a shirt off. He's ripped jack, up. Dude, yep. He's gyp, He's just jacked in the gym. He's like, I don't play D and D. He's like, but the, I do. Then you see the uh, like men's fitness yeah. like cover of, and he's just way more cut than this dude. Professional wrestler. That bases his character off of Dungeons and Dragons. And one of his signature moves is he gets a bag of dice, throws it on the thing, and like body slams somebody onto it. (laughs) I can just imagine all those D4s. For those of you who don't know, a D4 is a pyramid. And it, if you've ever stepped on one, you felt for a moment your body leave your soul. So I can only imagine how that feels on a mat being body slammed. Yeah. Because, like, back to Jay and Silent Bob, they were just recently game with Jack Black. Oh, I have to see. Did they do it on video? It's on YouTube. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, I love Jack Black. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert? However you pronounce his name. Sorry if you watched. No. Uh, You better be watching. He did a one-on-one session with Matthew Mercer from Critical Role. I did see a clip of that. Yeah. Uh, now, one-on-one sessions, that's, that's got to be a little weird. Uh, let's see. Felicia Day, not many people know her, but she's 
she's actually the reason Critical Role is around because she had her Twitch channel Geek and Foundry started Critical Role and then they blew up from there. Uh, Will Wheaton, mm -hmm. kid from Star Trek. Uh, Mike Myers plays. Uh, Will Friedle, I believe, plays. I think that's what it says. Mike Myers is in Austin Powers. Yeah, is in Austin Powers. Groovy. Like you could get just get on. Like on it right now, Google type in celebrities that play D and D, and there is a Let giant your mind, list. Huh? Ben Affleck, uh, the Big Show, wrestler, the yeah. Big Show. I bet that'd be interesting. There was. A, I just want him to play a gnome bard. There was a episode on that was on Twitch from the Dungeons and Dragons Twitch channel that had uh, Travis Willingham, which is famous voice actor. Uh, Joe Maganello, The Big Show, and then some other big beefy dude, which I think is like a pro weightlifter, all playing together. Dude, that's awesome. And it's just Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, <coughs> there's just like people that you wouldn't expect. Like they're sports stars that you would like. Just to be fair, I'm not. I'm not laughing that Marilyn Manson's on the list. It's the way that you said it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's people on here that you wouldn't believe, like Joe Magnello. They're stars. They're big beefy dudes. They don't look like D and D nerds. Nope. Uh, there's certain sports actors. Or sport actors. Sports actors? Sports athletes. Uh, there we go. Sorry, I was looking at actors. <laughs> but there are athletes that play. Um, can't off the top of my head. Not into I feel like Tom Brady plays. <laughs> I feel like he does. Uh, oh, not Brady. I'm sorry. Peyton Manning. Hold on. You can't, you can't be in oh, that good in commercials. Goog oh, mighty Google. Please tell me. Famous ass. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's got to be one charismatic motherfucker at the table. Already went over the. Tim Duncan. A basketball player. No, by the oh, yeah, you can't judge a book by its they, cover. The movies they do or the sports that they play. Heck, I walk into the gym uh, here in town. I go to Planet Fitness every now and then. Start going back because some but I walked in wearing a Critical Role T-shirt, and I had at least four people. Hey, that was actually really like when you say it like that. So I was asking. People at work last night while I was on break, I was talking to these two women, asking. I asked first, "Have you ever played D and D?" They said no. I was like, "Have you ever been interested in?" It? They're like, "Yeah, but I just think it's too complicated." So that's how that conversation started. Yeah. While I was having the conversation with them, like four to five people were like, "Hey, are you are you talking about five E?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you would never know." Um, I've seen people picking kids up from school to have D and D like. Bumper stickers and stuff. Uh, 
That's what you, we said. You just never know who plays because you know back in the day you had to keep that. Shit. Uh, yeah, back when it was fucking nerd. Back when it was considered like satanic, and then oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that shit. And then back when uh, you know, being a nerd was not a good thing, and now be proud of your nerdiness. Yeah, it's a big thing. Marvel movie. Those <laughs> used to be, uh, those used to be like comic book nerd. Yeah, you watch cartoon nerd. Uh, and now it's everybody's favorite shit. Yeah, now it's everywhere. Uh, and ever since Stranger Things came out, and people can associate because you know, ask somebody who's never played, but that's watched Stranger Things. You know what D and D is? Isn't that the sh- thing they played on Stranger, Stranger Things? Things? Yeah, didn't they have to kill a Hydra? Um, the Gorgon. Yeah, but never know who plays until bring it up. Like, yeah. sit there in front of in Walmart and scream, I'm looking for players to play Dungeons and Dragons. You might have like a couple people. Like, hey, I'm not looking to play right now, but you're cool. Like, that, and then just walk off. Or if you could just strike up a random conversation like you did, you know, at work. Hey, have y'all ever played? Have you been interested in playing? Have. The cockroaches coming out of the woodwork. You talking about D and D? Yeah. You talking about five E? Can I get in on that? Like I'm the I'm the person. I'm running the, the campaign I'm right one now. Of, I'm one of those people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Somebody's talking about it. I'm like, yep. Mission. <laughs> <laughs> See what I do? Uh, because I'm all for it. I. It's one of my greatest hobbies. I would choose. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really done much lately. I've like been in a bit of a funk. Painting but... miniatures. I love and hate that because my hands aren't that steady. Mm. I found tricks that make my hands more steady, but then it becomes tedious. It's not tedious. I can go wild with it. Yeah. Video games get. you could be to me it's my creative hobby that I I'm so glad that my friends play so glad that my kids are interested in yeah because this is something that I'm going to be able to stick with forever forever because if they get into it you have family game night have family game night if their friends start to get into it I can be that old like 80 year old dude behind the table going, hmm. I should walk into the dungeon. Yeah. But, and then they can pass it on to their kids if they ever have any or whatnot. It, I have tried many things, put it out into the. I've helped out at game shops, ran games at game shops. Uh, I've even contacted this. Hey. A great uh, creative writing learning for kids. Yeah. And also stems from my love of books. Always been a big 
it just ties in with me more than sports. Oh yeah, video games or anything else. Like those are your people. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, man. Well, go ahead and wrap it up here because we got to get ready for our session tonight. I'm not sure. Do yeah. we level up? I believe we did. You have wrote these notes. Take notes. One of your questions is who takes notes? Everybody can take notes. Probably fine. Probably. I think we are level three. I'll make him help me level up before he leaves. <laughs> oh, actually, let's consult the almighty DM. Whenever he comes back, then I guess if you need help, I can help you. (laughs) I'm just glad that I got my amulet of health before the level up. Right. And he said yes. All right. Call because now Blake has to fix (laughs) shit. All right. Well, then uh, Uh, we got stuff to do. Yeah, we do. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a lovely time. It has. Play D&D. You know what? Get a hold of somebody. If you want to play, start playing. Oh, Cody over here has ran a, a game. Get a hold of him. He'll. <laughs> I've ran a different kind of dungeon. Anyways. So, well, it's all the same thing. You I don't... mean, it really is, <laughs> but that's that's a whole another episode worth of stuff. So, this is from Curved Horns, and thank you for tuning in.